Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 20th of October 2010. I always start the show off with the same old formula. I ask those who are newcomers to look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Help yourself to the hundreds of hours of talks I've given over the years. Lots of audios to choose from where I try to give you shortcuts to the big picture and leave the rest up to you. Everyone must come to their own conclusions by themselves. Uh, when you, you take information and you take uh, recorded information and authorized information and unauthorized information too, and then you, you put it against what you've, you see in your own life, how, what you've experienced in your own life, because ultimately that's the only conclusion you can rely upon is your own conclusion, not someone else's. And you can also notice at cuttingthroughmedics.com there's uh, transcripts for download in English. All the sites have them of a lot of the shows that I've done. And if you want transcripts in other languages for print-up, you can go into alanwattsentinel.eu and choose from a variety of them there. And remember, too, that you're the audience that bring me to you. I don't ask for money from the advertisers, and uh, that's a good way to make a living if you do. Uh, but... Um, this gives me more a free hand to do the things I want to do and say what I want to say. I'm not responsible to anyone. And it's up to you, the audience, to keep me going. And you can do so by buying the books, the CDs, the DVDs that I have for sale. I'd have a lot more if I had more time to sell. And you can buy them by using PayPal to donate or to purchase. If you want to purchase across the world, just send the donation followed by an email with your name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you. From the U.S. to Canada, you can also use uh, you can use um, personal check. That's accepted in Canada. You can use an international postal money order from your post office, and you can send cash even. Across the rest of the world, same idea, PayPal and so on. But you can also use um, MoneyGram, which is cheaper than Western Union. They take a fair fee, but they will get the, it wired across if you have to do it that way. It's all up to you. And some people still send cash from Europe. So far, it's not completely fallen flat. So much money is dropping like crazy that when you go into the bank, you find that the Canadian dollar is generally higher than everybody else at the moment. But I'm sure we're going to have our turn as well going down. The U.S. has been lower for quite some time now than the, the U.S. dollar. At least once you've done the transaction, pay, paid your fees, transaction fees. Now, we talk about this uh, great ongoing New World Order. The big plan, is, of course, is, is what it is. And those who will never accept that, I just leave them to, to believe um, in their authorized conspiracy theories uh, and... Um, because really that's what they're given, authorized conspiracy theories to make them sound ridiculous and look ridiculous in fact. Um, others believe in coincidence theories. That's the, that's the other authorized version where things just happen by themselves. Uh, governments are all up front with everything and they tell us the truth at all times and they do their, their best to protect us from the, the nasty big world out there. 
and that's the coincidence theorists. But in reality, as I say, you have to come to your own conclusions. Don't be led by anyone, and do your history. If you really are an avid seeker of truth, you'll go into ancient histories and so on, and you'll start to piece things together for yourself. No one else will do it for you. If someone else is doing it for you, you're being fooled. You have to do it for yourself. And um, and hopefully you'll see that mankind, uh, even in ancient times, had incredible sciences, especially the science of what we now call psychology, uh, mass manipulation, and behaviorism, and all of those things. Vital when you were handling and controlling massive empires like the Egyptian Empire. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix. Just talking about really the terms were were given out to adopt and use by those in control. And I can remember when they're putting out conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists. And I, I, I thought I didn't expect that those who are bringing out different theories would adopt the term for themselves. But you see, there's a lot of people in it for the business. It's big business. It's kind of new agey. And people love mysticism and they love that kind of thing. And there's a lot of people making big, big bucks off it. But the thing is, too, they're using the term conspiracy theorists. And I've gone on shows at times in the past where I've been introduced as a conspiracy theorist. And I say, no, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I just use the the authorized facts uh, going back over many, many, many years, put it together and present it to you, you see. And uh, it's up to you if you want to think it's a conspiracy, especially when you're reading uh, and giving them quotes from the books put out by those in big governmental positions to do with an agenda. Big, a big difference when they're publishing their agenda and they leave you no guessing to do. If there was guessing involved, it would be a theory, you see. But these guys are telling you what they're going to do, where they're taking you. You've lived long enough to see a lot of it happening. And that's your evidence right there. That's how you get evidence. You relate it to your own personal experiences. What have you observed through life? How could these guys write books, publish them from world meetings, and you see exactly what they said would happen, happen? Like the European Union. For years and years, every prime minister across Europe lied their teeth off. This was to be a European Parliament. It was just to be a a sort of loose negotiation of of, uh, parties who would deal with economics and trading. And then they admit at the end, once they've got their parliament up and running, which is not a parliament at all, it's definitely not democratic, they admit that, um, and they released the documentation, which actually stated that uh, the public were not to be told the truth. When they set the thing up in 1940, they were not to be told the truth until it was up and running. Governments lie all the time. That's what they do. Politicians lie all the time. They've always lied all the time. The job is to please the people. Please them by telling the people what they want to hear at the right time. And what's, what's it you want to hear? Jobs, uh, health care, uh, welfare, unemployment money, uh, that kind of stuff. That's what you want to hear. And that's what you, all you'll hear election time. They never mentioned the North American Free Trade Agreement. They, they didn't mention the things like the European Union coming into a parliament. 
and losing your sovereignties. And that some remote place across the, in the middle of Brussels would be running your lives. That wasn't mentioned at all. Didn't mention the fact that, uh, that, uh, Bredal signed away basically our sovereignty in 1946 with the United Nations. You don't tell the people the truth if you want to dominate them. They'd be upset if they knew what the truth was. And that really has been the history of the world. In all ages, I've no doubt. Anyway, he's a guy who came out with a conspiracy theory, as they call it in papers, just to put him down, I'm sure. But it's from Australia, and it says, Union leader Kevin Bracken uh, says the 9-11 conspiracy theories are stupid and wrong. Is it Gillard, anyway? Julia Gillard, she's the Prime Minister, I think, um, has dismissed as stupid and wrong a senior Union official's belief that the 9-11 attacks were a conspiracy, but has refused to discipline him. Well, how, what do you mean discipline? Is she a dominatrix or something? She's refused to discipline him. Anyway, Kevin Bracken, the Victorian Secretary of the Maritime Union of Australia and Victorian Trades Hall Council President, today renewed his call for a fresh inquiry into the 9-11 attacks, claiming the official story doesn't stand up to scientific scrutiny. And they call that a conspiracy theory. See, that it's like saying Nazi you know, or homophobic or something. You can't say anything back, that's it. He claimed elements of the former Bush government, the military personnel and security services were involved in the attacks. But VTHC Secretary Brian Boyd today distanced unions from Mr. Bracken's views. They're told to do that. Anybody who speaks out against the, the authorized, bound-together brotherhood view, that they've all signed at the G20 and every other meeting they've had, that they should distance themselves from anybody who says anything contrary. The opposition opened parliamentary question time on the matter today with Victorian MP Josh Friedenberg asking the Prime Minister what action she would take against Mr Bracken to send a message that such remarks are unacceptable. If this is a free and open parliament, which is a kind of contradiction even in the term parliament if you go into the French definition, um, it says, why couldn't you bring up, isn't that what you bring up in, in, in these places? You want to send a message that such remarks are unacceptable? Really? They don't want any investigative truth or inquiry into anything in a place like that? Well, of course they don't. Anyway, he says, obviously I don't agree with the remarks. Obviously they are stupid and wrong, Ms. Gallard said. The Labour Party is a large organisation. People join it as individuals. We don't dictate what people think. After being accused by Liberal frontbencher Christopher Pine of not answering the question on discipline, Ms. Gallard said, if the intention of the leader of the opposition is to expel every member who says something stupid, so it's not a stupid thing to say, you see. I'll start sending him a weekly list. So then they go into their usual haw-haw, that's how they do it in these parliaments, so they can haw each other across the benches and chuckle and kind of, kind of boo. So there you go, you cannot challenge or even inquire about so many things today, not just that. There's so many things you put into your law that you can't even ask a question. A child couldn't ask certain questions about certain things because it would be put under hate law or this law or that law. So many laws, you see. And they, they, they go on. And all this, this progressive movement they call themselves of liberalism, this paving the way that brought you feminism and, and all the other isms that went along with it, they claim to be so liberal. They're completely intolerant when you bring up anything contrary to their to their 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 opinions that are stamped in stone.
chiseled in stone. They're completely intolerant by passing laws to make so. You, you can't ask questions about things. No, no. It's a no, no. But that's the world we live in, you see. There's nothing democratic about it. It never was, mind you. And even these governments are fronts for those that really rule them because we live in a feudal system and the corporations, the CEOs and so on, it's in, a, it's in public-private partnership, as Prince Charles was the first one to call it. And, and that's how they rule the world today. The ordinary person has no say in anything really whatsoever and getting less and less chance to even pretend that we do as time goes on. Now, part of this big agenda, if you read the reasons that the big boys gave years ago to do what they were going to do, which was to bioengineer people, basically, dumb down, eliminate all their opposition uh, to their big agenda, their utopian agenda, the socialist Fabian types of, of agenda. And they said that it'd have to really alter the male drastically. Because in all societies, this is the same in Africa today, in all societies, it's the male who's more conservative. I don't mean he goes and wears a blue tie. No, he's conservative in his ideas, doesn't like the changes. He's more suspicious in who's changing what and why. And he's generally right, in fact. And they stand up against what they see as tyranny. Or a sort of master relationship taken, take over. That's how they see it. And they, they said that the big boys said they'd have to literally attack or, or bioengineer the males because he is the aggressive one. That's the biggest problem that stood in their way in all ages. Hitler said the same thing too. He said all the propaganda, and this is Go- and Goebbels, all the propaganda must be aimed at the woman because uh, she will fall for it. She'll fall for peace, safety, food, security for her children, you see. And she'll come to us. And he said, therefore, must follow the child and then must follow the man. That's how it works. And all he was doing was quoting something, I think, ancient Nero said at one time too, one of the ancient Roman emperors. Same thing. This is an ancient technique. So the, the male has always been the, their main enemy to, to stand up and fight them, you see. Same with the empires down through the time when they were taking over more and more lands. It was always the guys who had to stand up and fight. Well, once you eliminate them, either through uh, altering their hormones, for instance, which they've done a darn good job of doing, uh, or, or many other ways, uh, you don't have that problem yet. You can roll, steamroll ahead with the New World Order, the planned one, their utopia. The same thing that Arthur Kessler said, they destroy the part of the brain that makes them an individual and uh, for, for world peace. They do it by finding chemical, chemical, viral ways to, by inoculations and so on of lobotomizing that part of the brain that made you stand up as an individual with other individuals against something which was uh, bad for you. And part of that too was to start to drug children, mainly boys, until it's commonplace now. And I've gone through some of the histories of this in the past, where I've gone through the the guys, the, the actual man who funded or came up with the idea for this, who worked for the big pharma, this doctor, and published his books on it and so on, and got an awful, awfully stinking rich on it all, to say that these amphetamines and different drugs were good for the little boys. And, of course, that, it was a must-be scenario. It was like Monsanto. Nothing was going to stop it. This is an agenda. Nothing, nothing's going to stop it. And the same with drugging the boys. Well, 
it was always it was one in ten children at one time, then one in nine, then one in eight. Here's the latest one here, as they don't stop, you see, from the Mail Online. Schools uh, have a row uh, uh, reignited, as new report shows that one in four boys is now diagnosed with special educational needs. One in four. Why don't they just hurry up and, and see every, every of them? Because that's where they want to go. And this is the 20th of October. A quarter of boys being diagnosed with special educational needs at school, officials' research reveals. They're being singled out for additional support, support, it says, in primary and secondary schools, often because of behavioral and emotional problems. Have you looked at the conditions they're living in, in that country over there? Hmm. Back with more on this after this break. Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix. Just reading this article about one in four boys now are being targeted for special education. Special education, eh? Special. At one time you'd fall for it, think, oh, I'm special, eh? And then you drugs and all the rest of it, you cause the teachers no problems, you don't get fidgety in class. See, boys don't sit in class very well. And they used to have them out for sports every couple of hours, stuff like that, but not anymore. They've got to be the same as the girls, because after all, it's a state of mind, they say today. The, the girls are only girls because because they've been taught to be girls and boys were taught the same thing to be by their dads, you see, to be to be men, you see. And apparently that's all it is. And it's all a state of mind. And they should sit just like the girls. And you live now in a, a matriarchal society in schools and that the guys can't really handle it because they want to fidget, they want to play, they want to burn off that energy. Anyway, um, that's the doctrine for the world. The only good point of all this, and the hope in the horizon, as it says here, record high truancy at primary schools, that's a basic school you go into, more than 4,000 five-year-olds are missing lessons each day as primary school truancy rates soar to a record high. So there's hope yet that someone will try to evade as much indoctrination uh, as they, and drugging as they can, you see. And it says more than 63,000 primary and secondary pupils were missing from lessons on a typical day in the autumn and spring terms of 2009-2010. That means there's some discernment and, and they've got the ability to choose. So they're not done yet. So there's always hope there when you look down the road, eh? Now, <laughs> you know, you can, you can read Shakespeare and you, you read about the kind of polit- politicians and read other authors too that talk about the political types and how they were just born liars. And they've always been a joke down through the centuries because, as I say, they play to the crowd. And whatever the crowd wants or, or thinks they want, they, they send out their feelers to find out what they want, and they parrot it to you. And I think Jack C. Lowell said years ago, and others too, um, that they don't even bother anymore fulfilling any promises. It's, it's passé. It was passé in the 50s. They, they, they simply... They simply have to um, voice that they know what's on your mind. That's all it takes now to pacify the public. Yeah, we feel your pain and all that kind of stuff, you see. And if you think that's pain, you've got more coming. That, that, that's really what it is. So all this, the, the people in Britain, again, had no choice but to either have a revolution and overthrow the mess that they call Britain or or vote again. And, and that's what votes are for and, and, and elections are for, so you don't have revolts. You throw the last dirty lot out when you're so sick of them and bring the new dirty guys in 
uh, with all their wonderful promises and smiling faces until you're sick of them as well. Then you toss them out. That's what democracy is really in its basic form to the general public, that is. And, of course, this liberal and labor coalition that got in uh, said that they were going to do away with a big brother system that was there, this this incredible surveillance society. Of course, they lied about it. They lied about it. I mean, no one was going to change this worldwide agenda for anybody, especially anybody living in Britain. So anyway, it says, every email and website is to be stored, it says, Telegraph, from the Telegraph. Uh, so, it says every email and website to be stored by a coalition, the coalition of the government there. The plans are expected to involve service providers storing all users' details for a set period of time, which will be forever, of course. It allows security services and police to spy on the activities of every Briton who uses a phone or the internet. So they're sharing all data, even your local cops now, you see. Moves to make every communications provider store details for at least a year. That means forever will be unveiled later this year, sparking fresh fears over a turn of the surveillance state. Well, guess what? It never went away. I mean, did it ever go away? Do you think it really did? Did you? Were that foolish? It's never gone away. It never will. That's why they gave you computers and things. It says the plans were shelved by the, late, the last Labour government last December, but the Home Office, the Home Office is kind of like your kind of like FEMA thing that your, or your, 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 your FBI type thing that runs the whole country. But the Home Office is now ready to revive them. It comes despite the coalition agreement promised to end the storage of Internet and email records without good reason. Any suggestion of a central super database has been ruled out, which is a lie, but the plans are expected to involve service providers storing all users' details for a set period of time. They will allow the security and police authorities to track every phone call, every email, text message and website visit made by the public if they argue it is needed to tackle crime or terrorism, which is a, a blank sheet, really, isn't it? Blank. They've already said everyone's a possible cr- criminal, you know. Under the right circumstances, you might com- create a crime. And under the right circumstances, if you were starving and lost your job and kicked off your home with the bankers, you might become a terrorist. Anything is possible, you see. And eventually all these kind of things would be called terrorism. It'll expand and expand and expand. That's why they give you a vague term like terrorism. Crime is whatever laws put in the books at the time. Information will include who is contacting whom, when and where, and which websites were visited. But listen to this lie, but not the content of the conversations or messages. What liars, eh? Listen, if you, if you want to rule the world, you treat people like children, little simple children, around the age of three, you know. And that's how you treat them. You lie to them. This is the move was buried in the government's strategic defense and security review. And the link is for, on this site. I'll put this, this all up on cuttingthroughmedias.com at the end of the show. The strategic defense and security review, which revealed we will introduce a program to preserve the ability of the security intelligence and law enforcement agencies to obtain communication data and to intercept communications within the appropriate legal framework. Ah, dear, the folk never learn, eh? Never learn. We'll be back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 
Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix Trying to put some reality out there To cut out and cut beyond all the propaganda that we're given And to do what the child did in the old nursery rhyme Where they, they showed you that the king had no clothes The whole crowd are cheering this silly idiot walking around there nude Because he had been conned by some very clever um, merchants, we'll say uh, to, to buy all this, this nothing, all this nothing that he thought was a magnificent cloak. Everyone said it was so wonderful and so beautiful on him because you had to be someone special to, to see it. Just like those guys who, who try to sell you modern painting with the squiggly lines, you know. It's got all this texture and the squiggles just, you gotta understand what that means, that little, that little dash there and that splatter. And you gotta be an intellectual to understand it, you see. Well, it was the same thing with the king with no clothes. So everybody had to, had to be uh, able to see it to please the king and please themselves and, and, uh, and hold their noses up and look down on those who couldn't see it. But the little child on the parade one day, he says, the king has not got no clothes. And that broke the spell. And that's what you have to do in this world because we are under incredible conditioning. Daily. Daily. Even from the internet, which is really taking over most folks' lives, you know. It was intended to. And the mainstream, too, of course, has stepped into every facet of it. And I've said with the mainstream, how they control you is by giving you little bits of, of what's happening, but omitting good chunks of the, the realities about why they're happening and where, what it intends to take you, where it intends to take you. Last night, I, I watched a, a, a video that was sent to me. I think it was put up by the BBC. And it's called Taxi to the Dark Side which I'll put the link up for tonight. Uh, and um, the BBC didn't put up this link, I think, so you better grab it fast. Uh, it'll be gone, I'm sure, uh, very quickly. But um, it was an incredible story of the torture facilities of the U.S. across the world. One of the better videos went into far more detail. It is graphic, and you'll see the brutality of, of what was happening, the degradation to... Uh, more extremes than you've seen on most of these other ones that have been put out there. And you'll see the lies by the guys from the top. You'll see how they're contradicted, but they will go back and lie again uh, as, to what, as to what they were doing and how they just rounded up people in marketplaces in Afghanistan, Iraq, and so on, who just happened to be shopping at the time. Wrong place, wrong time to fill their quotas. And they really tortured the hell out of these people. Lots of them died. They were murdered, in fact. Some of them were murdered, like one, uh, the, the guy is named after the taxi driver. He was actually murdered by security forces. And he was hanging from, uh, for maybe 12 hours, with his handcuffs chained above his head to a grill. And his feet were chained to the floor in an X pattern. And he'd been severely beaten so badly, in fact, the coroner said, this man was murdered and his legs were as though they'd been run over by a bus. They were utterly pulp. Because, you see, the security guys were taught to kick them and knee them in a certain point in the thigh. And they're all getting their kicks in, as you say. American troops, you know, your brave boys in uniform. And it's no different than any other country, too, because, uh, you see, society has been degraded and degraded and degraded of all value since this liberalization war, and it was a war to destroy the cultures and the values and the morality of the countries involved. And it's been utterly successful. And we're now living 
in the mess that's all created intentionally, mind you, because all these troops with all techniques and so on will eventually be used on you. That's why. That's why you create this kind of army. You give them this kind of experience and you back them and you excuse them and you cover for them. All works together. And they do what they're told. And you'll hear some of these guys who were involved. Eventually they threw about three or four of the small fry down at the bottom to the wolves um, because of outside inquiries. And even then you'll hear these guys try to justify what they did. Uh, like everyone else was doing it. And uh, the usual stuff, the stuff you heard, uh, the Nazis were always blamed for doing, you see. Uh, it was their job. And yet, yet, torturing somebody is your job, really. Really, really, torturing someone is your job. Really. What kind of world is this? eh? And these are your governments promoting this stuff and ordering this to happen. And you trust your governments. You do. God help you. God help you all. Every government on the planet has turned its troops on its own people. And places like Britain and France and elsewhere many times in the past. And that's why in the US the founding fathers had these big debates. Should they have a standing army? Because of they knew how many times up until that period they've been turned the troops have been turned on the public. It's always the way of it. Now you're global. They must turn them on the public because they must retain control over the public by having terrorism everywhere. There's no other way they can have a totalitarian regime when nothing's happening and the whole world is happy. So you can't be happy. There were too many changes to go ahead yet into the brave new world utopia. So I'll put this link up too. You'll see the horror of this happening. And you'll hear the excuses and all the rest of it, and you'll see the guys. But don't think it's stopped. It hasn't stopped. They're more cunning now as to where they're putting them. And um, there's even a story I'll read later, too, where the CIA was renting a private jet from uh, some guy who owned a, a football club in England, and they're using the jet to fly and, and kidnap guys from Britain and take them across to be tortured elsewhere. Everybody gets in on the act at the top, you know, and gets a cut out of it. Money is very important in the slaughter business. And then there was another one too I'd watched. And it's from John Pilger. He's quite an interesting man, is John Pilger, who has been a reporter for many, many years. Uh, he was in there at Vietnam, Cambodia, different places. He's been to Palestine a couple of times too. And he shows you one from Palestine and you will see what the Israeli troops do to Palestinians, even going into their cultural center after they've bombed the places out of everything, and covers that they cover their their fax machines, their photocopies with with with, uh, with shit, actually human shit. These holy people over there, and um, the hatred, the intense hatred of the Israelis, is inbred. It's inbred. It's indoctrinated at childhood. Until you see this kind of thing happening, and they think nothing of killing them. The Palestinians aren't human or people. Nothing at all. 
So it's worth a watch to see that too. This is only about 18% of the original Palestine left. And it's still being taken over today. And the world says nothing because they're scared too. Too scared. So I'll put that link up too and watch that. Very well worth a watch. You'll also see how the Israeli soldiers teach lessons to Palestinians. How they, And they were well known for it too, even at the beginning of the wars where they deform people, they should cut their noses off and stuff and send them back into the communities to terrify the public, to move out. That was the whole idea, to get them to move out in terror and leave all the little villages and so on. And you'll see this guy getting uh, his bones all broken with boulders by Israeli troops, smashing his leg bones, his arm bones and so on, as a warning to everybody else to move. This is You're in for this if you stay here. That's the wonderful world we live in today. Amazing, isn't it? And people want to believe they're, they're part of some big, wonderful movement to some wonderful, utopic future when there's pure hell going on all around, all around, and money rules it all. Money rules everything. Everything. Disgusting world, really, isn't it? Pretty disgusting, but that's what we put up with because we're too busy watching Hollywood and who's screwing who and having affairs with whom and who's got the latest boobs uh, and uh, the latest implants and all the rest of it, yada, 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 yada. Mind control. Mind control rules the general public. And mind you, too, when you make life hard for people and you bring down their society... There's no community to help them out anymore. Now you have this authorized governmental commutarianist type of society with social workers and NGOs running your lives in certain countries like Britain. And Canada will follow shortly, as will the U.S. too. They're already introducing the same stuff in the U.S. But you don't have real community whatsoever where folk didn't need governments and they helped each other out. And they did, because I can remember it. There's nothing free from government. There's always an ulterior motive. Always. And this big EU deal, the first of the, the big amalgamation, as I say, uh, it was done in secret and lies and so on until they built a parliament and then staffed it. And it said to everybody else, well, you're now just a, a little province. All you countries are now little provinces of the EU and of their own national anthem. And they have this secretive group at the top that runs it all, above the, the politicians that stand around and get paid for standing around. And it is not democratic at all. And, of course, they're pushing and pushing for more and more cash. It says, anger as EU demands big budget, budget increase, it says. And uh, says the European Commission is demanding an increase in its annual spending of 5.95%, despite the fact most member states are making savage cuts. Well, good luck to them. They, they let it happen. They let it happen. Now they know what's happening, and they still let it happen. And uh, people take, well, what did you do? You either take it or take it, or you're, you're under, eh? It's up to you what you want to do. So why talk about it any longer? And then you get the fact that they're making it even harder for the public with the green tolls. The green carbon tolls are all introduced again in Europe. 
as his member states strike deal on green tolls for lorries. What fast green toll was green, eh? green toll for lorries. European transport ministers have reached an agreement on a new set of rules that will enable member states to charge heavy tractor trailers, what they call it lorries over there, an additional green tariff according to the air and noise pollution they create. Now all this will be passed on to the consumers, of course, at the bottom, who are already digging holes through their pockets to pay up all the new fines and fees and cost of living measures that they've got to do. Money rules the world. It's all a corrupt system, utterly corrupt system, with compound interest tacked on to loans, when governments can actually print out themselves and sell it to the banks, instead of going to the banks and borrowing it with compound interest. There's also been an awful lot of talk about an, ar- an article I didn't really want to talk about at all because I've read it before, when the same organization uh, tried to approach a woman in, in Glasgow, I think it was, um, and have her commit or, or, or get uh, sterilized. They sit outside doctors' offices and clinics and just pounce on people and offer them cash to, uh, to get sterilized. And one woman complained because she was going to visit the doctor about something that was wrong with her child, and they just jumped on her, taking it for granted that living in that area she must be a junkie. Anyway, they're still at it, of course, too, because they're after big money and they want official verification from the top boys to do their job, which is depopulation, especially of those that of the, the wrong types of people. It says, U.S. charity bribes British heroin user £200 to have vasectomy to save children from addict parent, addicted parents. And that's this, the PR spin. They want a lot of publicity, this group, to get the ball rolling. But you see... I've read articles over the last few months from the BBC where there were professors and so on were debating the same thing. Uh, it's time to start sterilizing the unfit. Uh, and those who are this and that and the other be a burden on society. What's wrong with euthanasia and blah, 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 blah. The same stuff that they condemned Adolf Hitler for. I don't know why Adolf Hitler always gets the, the worst of it all or the Germans get the worst of it all. All, all, all the all this stuff that was going on in Germany is this going on in the world elsewhere. People are still getting wiped out. Genocides. Don't you know that? Don't you know that? <laughs> anyway, this article is, is quite interesting because um, the real, the reeling, the real name of this organisation, what used to be Crack, C R A C K. And I'll put a link up too to tell you more about the, the organization from another point of view. It says why caring communities must oppose crack project prevention and how crack promotes dangerous propaganda and undermines the health and well-being of children and families by Lynn M. Paltrow. And she goes through it very, very well, tells you what they're really all about and gives you lots of quotes from the, the head of this project prevention or crack. Uh, who's very much like Margaret Sanger, who called children weeds. This woman has her own terms for them too, and uh, they're not even disguised in, uh, any better than Sanger's. But it's quite amazing when she gets into the real, what she really believes about the public and the general public and the wrong kind of the public. Lots of data in here. It's all documented too uh, from books and law journals and all the rest of it to give you a better idea of this whole eugenics movement going under many guises at this moment. A multi-pronged attack to get massive publicity 
to get all this through government. They want to get it through government as fast as they can. Fast as they can. And now here's a propaganda spin. Yesterday I mentioned how the right propaganda and how most folk can't discern what they're reading. They really can't without it being spelled out to them. They've never had to think, well, why shouldn't something just be telling me the truth? And that's why it's so easy to get to, to control them and mislead them. This article says, why baby boomers want the ultimate freedom. This is after getting all sorts of personal freedoms, many baby boomers now want the right to choose when to die, says Sarah Dunant in her A Point of View column, a point of view column. Then she goes into this big spiel. She's an author, this woman, who writes a political, if you understand what they really are, political historical novels where they change the past, make it awfully intriguing, and what's left in your head is the changed past that you think is the only past there was. These aren't just novelists. Remember I read before with um, the America's cultural wars where they took over the cultural industry. They paid novelists all through the 50s, 60s, and 70s. They paid them to write this kind of stuff into their books, to change society. Well, she, she goes through a lot of stuff here. And she obviously was born with a silver spoon in her mouth, because I didn't know that many baby boomers who did as well as she claims she did in this article. And I'll touch on it when I come back from, from these messages. We're back and we're cutting through the matrix And just going through this article to show you how a spin is done by, by a professional, obviously, at spinning Who worked at the BBC for a while Went to Cambridge University And she she also travelled the world Probably, who knows, it was part MI6, I don't know And then, as lots of them do, were given a full-time job uh, it guarantees a, a success writing books where they changed the past and so it made it very, very interesting. Lots of novelists were, were paid from the 50s onwards to do this kind of stuff, to change the past, to bring in all the things she's talking about here, in fact. And here she, she gives this, this um, a, again, a, a sort of um, a beautiful portrayal of, the, the, of her particular class lifestyle. She says, for many years our elders saw as always an apocalypse in the, in the making, the, 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 the baby boomers, fast to baby boomers. Pandora's open box darkening the air with moral malignancies. Free love would lead to, lead to sexual anarchy. Women and gay rights to the destruction of the family. Marijuana was a precursor to heroin. And together with rock and roll, they would all breed a race of young punks subversive to both queen and country. And then eventually the punks and the sex pistols were in photographs of the queen. And the, the radical ideology kind of fell down the, 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 the trap and the sewage became mainstream. And but remember, jump back to Bertrand Russell, he said, he says, these, these people fought for nothing for themselves. Everything was given to them including the, the, the promiscuity that was all from the top down, along with the pill that science supplied them with and that the National Health Service made sure that they could get lots out with. You understand? There's different ways to reach something, not the propaganda aspect of it. So she'll say some truth. It certainly destroyed the family. Drugs were flowing. Of course, the youngsters didn't make the drugs flow in. 
guys who were much older than them made sure the drugs flew in, and we, we know it was also intelligence agencies. Then she goes on into morality and so on. And she says, but even as teenagers, we had more disposable income than any generation before us, or maybe again in her particular small class, that was true. She was groomed for something better, you see. But when you read down, when you read down, what's the whole point of her article after giving some partial truths, you see, but not the, but not the causes of the truths, is to, to promote the right for them to get euthanasia. That's a big thing right now, too. That's the reason for this article, in fact. That's the whole reason for the article. Most folk don't know how to read anything. And they get lost in the the wonderful wording of a good writer, you know. And a bit of humor is put in here and there. Throws you right off. Yeah. So that's what the whole point of this article is. And I'll put this up too at cuttingthroughmates.com and you can prove it for yourself. And hopefully you'll spot it all and think it out for yourselves. Nothing came from the people who were born from themselves. It was all from the top down. Their whole cultural transformation was from the top down. Governments didn't get forced into doing anything. Governments made sure all these things were pushed on the societies. And the BBC, the great BBC, this woman happened to work for, it's still owned by the government, yet it's the greatest propaganda tool I've ever had and ever will have, I'd imagine. And they were the ones who promoted the promiscuity. They were the ones who promoted get the pill. They're the ones that promoted through comedies and everything. It's okay, be dysfunctional. Just destroy the family. Just all break up. And don't worry. Child care will take care of the children for you. There's a spin on everything. Read the article and you'll get it at the end. Euthanasia was her whole point of view. It should be a right. Government led, of course. Well, when government leads to euthanasia, you better be awfully, awfully scared. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your gods go with you.